This is the new LOL podcast, and I am Karen Stewart. My goal is to challenge you, motivate, and encourage you to live your life boldly as a Christian out loud. Do me a favor. If you find anything of value, any motivation, any encouragement, help me spread the word like this. Share it on all your channels. And thanks for listening. Let's get started. I wonder, um, is it just me or do other people feel the same way? That there's just something about the idea of surrender to anything, to anyone, that is just troubling. I don't know, maybe it's just me that feels that way. Surrender. Giving up. It just feels almost like defeat. Here's what the word means. To yield to the possession or power of another. To give oneself up to some influence or course or emotion. To give up, abandon, or relinquish, as in comfort. or To yield or resign in favor of another. To give oneself up as into the power of another. To submit or to yield. Who is signing up for that? If there's one thing that is celebrated and applauded in our culture, it is strength and independence. And I say in our culture because it's really not that way in every place around the world. But in so-called first world countries, independence is a hallmark of success. To need anything, support, assistance, help, just anything at all is usually perceived as a problem or a weakness, a deficiency, something that needs to be fixed or solved and certainly to be avoided at all costs. And since we've been programmed and trained for all of our lives to achieve this great goal, the whole idea of surrender, even to the Lord, just presents a challenge. Interestingly enough, when I searched the Bible, I didn't find any specific scriptures that use the words surrender to God. But there are scriptures that say submit to him, like James 4, 7, and deny yourself, like Luke 9, 23 and 24. And it also does say in Romans 8, 7 and 8, that the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit to his law or to his word. It's all really the same thing, and it seems to be pretty important to Jesus. Now, I can say, for me personally, my own journey looks something like the picture of what Ahab did in 1 Kings 20. This is a picture of surrender. The king of Aram came to Ahab and said in verse 3, Your silver and your gold are mine. Your most beautiful wives and children are also mine. And when he said that, Ahab, the king of Israel, replied, As you say, my lord, O king, I am yours as well as all that I have. So in this verse, by all appearances, it seemed like the king of Aram 
All he had to do was make the declaration to Ahab. And it looked like Ahab was willing to surrender everything that he had to him. I mean, that is what he said, right? He said, I am yours as well as all that I have. But then in verse 5, he sends his messengers back to Ahab with another message and said, Hey, I know I said I was going to take your silver and your gold and your wives and your children. But about this time tomorrow, I'm going to send my servants to you. And they will also go through your entire house and take everything that is pleasing to you and they will take it away. Now, when this happened, Ahab decided it was a bit much. He was willing to offer his version of surrender. But then when the king came back and asked for more, that's when he decided to fight back. Now, let me be clear. I am in no way comparing God to a pillaging king. I mean, let's face it. He already owns everything. So there has never been a time that there is anything that he needed to fight to take or fight for. But in Ahab's response, I can see myself at different times on my journey. I responded to the Lord's call of surrendering my life to him. I even said the words, I make you the Lord of my life. And that word Lord, it's all encompassing. It means master, owner, possessor. So when I said, I make you the Lord of my life, what that meant was, I completely surrender to you and you now own me. And I was willing to lay down and get rid of certain things. There was plenty of things that hindered me from living the life that I wanted for myself. So that wasn't a problem. But the truth is, that level of surrender was something I was willing to give because it really didn't cost me much. And I got great benefit from it. But as the journey continued, I noticed that God began to require and ask more and more from me. And that's where the problem came in. I mean, it was clear I had made some changes and I was a different person before I prayed that prayer than I was before I prayed that prayer, right? But in truth, I never made the exchange all of my life for all of his. I began to see that this commitment that I made was not meant to be one that was in addition to the life that I already had, but in exchange for the life that I had. And I mean, I understood that. I, at least I thought I did. But I faltered in the execution. I said the words and I demonstrated some version of that life. But I was still very committed to my own desires, my own thoughts of what was necessary and what was not. And my own version of what life in Christ was supposed to look like and be. I was going to church, I was serving in church, I was giving in church, I was doing my best to stay out of sin with varying degrees of success to be sure. But absolute surrender? Yeah, no, nowhere near it. And as God asked for more and more, I fought back. I fought God by my actions and my refusal to just lay it all down and give it all up for him. What exactly does that mean? Give it all up for and to him. 
I'm not talking about taking some kind of vow of poverty or living in seclusion in a cloistered space somewhere. But I'm talking about responding with an uncompromised yes whenever and to whatever he asked. For me, at times, it seemed complicated and convoluted. I was asked to do things for him and in his name that, honestly, he never asked or told me to do. And at times, I resented him for what I felt I was being forced to do. And all of that was because I really didn't know him. I did not always know clearly what he was requiring and what he was not. I did not always know clearly what his voice was versus the voice of others. And when I did know that it was him that was asking or speaking, honestly, obedience to him and pleasing him was not my first goal. And I'm not proud of any of this, but I'm just trying to keep it real because that is just not what my journey has always looked like. And to be clear, I'm talking about my journey after I allegedly gave him my life. But all of that changed when I truly began to know him and I fell in love with him. And at that time, I just gave up. That does not mean that there are not things required of me that I don't feel a loss of. That is absolutely not true. But what it does mean is that anything I lose or am required to do or lay aside, if I know that it is his desire, his pleasure is my priority. And the journey continues day by day. Following his lead and making a hundred little choices every day, To not just put him first, but to make him all is a day-by-day journey. But the amazing part is that he has made the provision to help us to walk it out. And Paul is one of the greatest examples of that for me. In Philippians 3.8, he said this, I count all things to be loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus for my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and I count them as mere rubbish so that I may gain Christ and be found in him. And I can say just like he did in verse 12, it's not like I've already attained this. (laughs) I most certainly have not. But this is my goal. And I'm forgetting all the mistakes of the past. And I'm reaching towards what lies ahead. And I'm pressing on toward the goal for the prize. And you know what? The prize is him. And this sounds like a lofty goal, even to me as I say it, but herein lies my hope. Paul also wrote to the Philippians in chapter 2, verse 13, for it is God who is at work in you. I love what the King James says, both to will and to do his good pleasure. So that means all I have to do is give up day after day after day. All I have to do is lay it all down at his feet again and again and again, sometimes all in the same day. All I have to do is wave the white flag and surrender and let him do his thing, fulfill his purpose in me and through me day by day. All I have to do, all you have to do, 
is let him live boldly through you out loud.